Hello friends. Today's food for thought is on spiritual progress. This is part four of six based on my book, Nearer My God to Thee, Practical Ideas for Spiritual Progress. Each part explores one area of ideas to grow in your faith. The focus in this episode is the sacraments and ways to experience the grace that flows through them. I'll start by saying that this is not an apologetics talk, a defense of the sacraments. There are other people who do that much better than I can. My focus is on giving listeners spiritual practices related to the sacraments that can help you make progress in your faith. Even if you aren't Catholic, you might find some good ideas here. The Catholic Church has seven sacraments, baptism, Eucharist, confirmation, anointing of the sick, marriage, holy orders, and confession, also known as the Sacrament of Reconciliation. Some Christian churches have the same number of sacraments, others have three or one, baptism, or even none. Here are nine practical ideas for spiritual progress through the sacraments. Number one, go to church. This applies whether you're Catholic or not. When I left for college, I made it a point to go to Mass every Sunday at the Newman Center. By the time I graduated, I hardly went to Mass at all. It would be 20 years before I returned. Hebrews 10.25 says, Let us not neglect meeting together. But we do. I did. There are lots of excuses. We're busy on Sunday, or we like to sleep in, or I don't get anything out of it. It doesn't matter anyway. It's easy to find good reasons to skip church. What about reasons to make it a weekly habit? Well, God commands worship. Look at the Old Testament. God gives very detailed instructions for Israel to worship. Is he less deserving of worship now? I think not. Another reason to go to church is that we need community, our faith family, to strengthen us. There are lots more reasons. In all the years I was away, I always knew where I should be on Sunday morning. When I finally returned, that nagging in my conscience was gone. My faith began to flourish. If you've been away from church for a while, maybe since COVID or even longer like me, God is calling you back. Idea number two is to recognize the real presence. This is a Catholic thing. We believe, based on John chapter 6, 35 to 71, that Jesus is truly present in the Eucharist that we receive at communion. It is him, body, blood, soul, and divinity. That's why I go to Mass. And not just on Sundays. I go to daily Mass several times a week because I want to receive Jesus in the Eucharist. I want to be united with him as completely as I can in this life. If you're not Catholic and don't understand the real presence, learn about it. If you are Catholic and don't believe it, study it. Church teachings, the Bible, and the Eucharistic miracles that have occurred through the centuries are pretty convincing evidence. Idea three, learn about the Mass. When I was younger, Mass was boring, something I endured. A short homily was great because things would be over quicker. I had fulfilled my obligation. Got a check mark there. Now it's totally different for me. I love to attend Mass. What's the difference? I understand the Mass better. I've learned a lot about what's happening and it makes more sense and it inspires me and fills me. I've learned that the Mass I attend is very similar to the one described by Justin Martyr in the year 150 AD. I learned that it's filled with scripture, 
and I love to hear God's word proclaimed. I love that we worship with our whole bodies, standing, kneeling, sitting, and holy kisses. I learned that the Mass is the new Passover that Jesus initiated at the Last Supper. I learned so much more, and I encourage you to learn about the Mass as well, and you too will be drawn into it more deeply. Idea four is to spend time in adoration. Adoration is prayer time spent in church where the Blessed Sacrament, Jesus in the Eucharist, is exposed on the altar. We sit in his presence, usually in silence, and converse with God. Some people meditate on scripture, pray a rosary, read a spiritual book, or sit silently contemplating God. It takes effort to set aside an hour to sit with God. No multitasking in his physical presence, and it's worth the effort. Idea number five, go to confession. We sin, big sins, little sins, sins of omission, neglecting to do something, and sins of commission, actually doing the wrong thing. Confession is where we unburden ourselves and leave those sins with God through the ministry of the priest who stands in the place of Christ. My return to the church after 20 years came after a comment from a friend who said she had just gone to confession and was trying not to gossip. It was a reminder that I had not done that in a long time. I finally went back to that healing sacrament and have received many graces through it. My sins are forgiven and I receive strength to resist the temptation to sin again. Idea number six is to live marriage as a sacrament. Marriage is about giving yourself to another person. If you have a vocation to marriage, it's your primary relationship and the place where you should strive most for holiness. We're tasked with the great mission to bring our spouse to heaven. God does the saving, but we're participants, laborers in his vineyard. What an honor. We live marriage as a sacrament when we preserve and protect our marriage. That means dealing with problems rather than talking to others about them. Make God the center of your marriage, and it will be strong. Idea 7. Pray for baptism in the Holy Spirit. Remember the passage in Acts with Peter preaching on the balcony on the Feast of Pentecost. He and the other apostles had been filled with the Holy Spirit. You can be as well. Ask God for his Holy Spirit to fill you up. If you have the chance, attend a Holy Spirit conference or retreat and ask to be prayed over to receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit. It's pretty amazing. Idea number eight is to renew your baptism. Every year at the Easter Vigil Mass, we renew our baptismal promises. These are the promises our parents made on our behalf if we were baptized as an infant or we make them ourselves when we're baptized as adults. Here are the promises phrased as questions. Do you reject Satan and all his works and all his empty promises? Do you believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth? Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was born of the Virgin Mary, was crucified, died, and was buried, rose from the dead, and is now seated at the right hand of the Father? Do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting? Those are the baptismal promises. 
No matter when you were baptized, you can renew those promises again and again. Why? Because you're growing in your faith. Maybe you were baptized at seven, or as a teenager, or in your 20s. Does God mean something different for you now? I hope so. I hope your faith has matured. But you don't need to be baptized again. You simply reaffirm what you believe. That's how you can renew your baptism. Finally, celebrate all of Holy Week. Easter is the most holy day of the year. I know some think it's Christmas, but it's not. Easter isn't just one day to celebrate, though. So much is remembered in the week prior to Easter. It begins with Palm Sunday. We remember Jesus entering Jerusalem with shouts of joy. Tuesday is the Chrism Mass led by the bishop when the oils for the year are blessed and distributed to all parish priests, and parish priests renew their vows. Holy Thursday is when we remember the Last Supper and the washing of the feet. Then Good Friday, the only day of the year when Mass is not celebrated anywhere in the world. We have a service, but there's no consecration of the Eucharist because it's the day Jesus died. We also venerate the cross as a reminder of the instrument of our salvation. We walk the stations of the cross, following the path of Jesus from his condemnation by Pilate to his death on the cross. On Saturday evening or Sunday morning, we have the Easter Vigil or Easter Sunday Mass of Joy. All through Lent, we've not sung the Gloria or the Alleluia. On Easter, we no longer fast from those joyful songs. When you live all of Holy Week, the ups and downs of 2,000 years ago become more real. Make it your best week of the year. I've given you nine ways to make the most of the sacraments available to you. Here are two questions to help you bring this into your spiritual life. Question one, what graces have I already received through the sacraments? Be specific as you ponder that and thank God for each of those graces. Question two, Is there a sacrament that I resist or ignore? What's holding me back? How can I overcome my resistance? That's all our food for today. There's more information about each of these ideas in my book, Nearer My God to Thee, available on Amazon.com. Watch for part five of this series. It addresses how we can grow in the spiritual life through our relationships. Thank you for listening. May God bless you in just the way you need today.